Hey, this is Peter from Two Mic Minimum. Just a quick disclaimer, Sean's microphone for the very beginning had a little bit of an audio issue, but uh, it's not a big deal. It's just for the first minute and a half. I'm just putting this out there because I don't want people to start the episode and think it just sucks. It, it doesn't. The, uh, after like a minute and a half, the audio is going to get better. Bear with us. Everything will be fine. All the other parts are smooth and crisp. Anyway, I'm just going to throw this out there because I never throw it out there when we record in the beginning. If you are a comedian or are just active in a comedy scene in general and you have any funny stories from your local scene, please, please, please email them to us at 2micminimum at gmail.com. We'd love to read them on air. And if you're a comedian, we'll give you a shout out and promote a show you're doing for all our listeners. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Take care. Welcome to Two Mike Minimum. <laughs> yeah, the comedy news that you don't hear about or care about, but we're going to make sure you hear it. Isn't that right, Sean? Yes, it is. Gosh, diddly darn it. Gosh, diddly darn it is. We're so excited to be doing this podcast for you. <laughs> I'm in a good mood. No, I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. There's no sarcasm here. I'm feeling a little refreshed. Yeah, Sean's coming back from his comedy vacation, which I'm not sure if you mentioned that last episode, but... Yeah. It was 4th of July weekend. 4th of July weekend, and you're like, I gotta... Take some time off from me. Yeah. A little r and R. I work hard. Yeah. Grinding out, going... You go to a lot of mics, so you... I do a lot of writing, I do a lot of other jobs, I do a lot of editing, I do a lot of, I do a lot of things. Yes. I have, my, I have my hands in a lot of honey pots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like eating that sweet, sweet... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's how we like to start. <laughs> uh, yeah, remember, you can DM Sean at BigBerry63 on Instagram. Did you? From the podcast? Or <laughs> I got it from a uh, woman in comedy who might be booking me for something. Okay. But I don't want to talk about it until it's... Uh... Yeah, that was a joke. That was just like, if you liked the sound of that, of Sean yeah, slurping if you like, honey. If you like the sound of my tongue action, <laughs> slide into my DM via BigBerry63. You think there are girls out there who are just like, wow, you know, they can just tell by the way someone moves their tongue like that guy, mm, he knows I think, how to work his tongue. I think so. Just none of our listeners. Yeah, just none of I mean, yeah. uh, a lot of episodes actually are more female than male, surprisingly. I know. It's uh, very Based on the Spotify, Based off, ev- based off everything I've ever said, I would assume no one has ever listened to this. <laughs> um, but I could probably name two of those listeners uh, and the others. Do you, do you want to? Um, yeah. Shout out to Tony Wasco if you're still oh, listening. Oh, that's right. She emailed yeah, she, in. She emailed Thanks, in. Tony. Uh, and probably Jax is probably still listening Jax to Jax doesn't us. listen Maybe. to our podcasts. Maybe. I she's, don't know. She's told me before she doesn't listen to either of my podcasts. Well... Then, so Jax is uh, pretty dead to me. Yeah, well then maybe... Well, Jacqueline. Do you know of any other... <laughs> Jacqueline. <laughs> I know most of the female listeners who listen to my podcast, but not this mm-hmm. podcast. Right. So... Mm. <laughs> uh, Nicole Halsey's listened to one. I know that much. Yeah. So... Yeah. yeah well, if you stuck with us till episode seven, good on you. Because yeah. That's uh. This is definitely we're reached. We've reached the point where you either really like us and you, and you keep listening. 
uh or you know if you don't like us you're just you just haven't listened yeah. to you're not at this episode or, essentially. Or, or i've talked to you and i forced you to subscribe to my podcast in front of you that's been my new move i do to people if they talk to me like hey take out your phone and subscribe to my podcast yeah i pick out a gun and i'm like motherfucker <laughs> yeah here, here we go sean was mad because i wasn't even subscribed to this yeah on, on, it gets on our apple it, I was it not. gets our numbers up <laughs> Yeah, no, and I realized like the oh, more shit, five stars and more subscribers, then they push, then Apple pushes it too. I think I like which is free promotion. For, the reason why I didn't do it was because I think I just subconsciously was just like, well, I'm not going to subscribe to my own podcast. That's just you know, yeah, like like how you never like your own Facebook poster or, or whatever. No, I do that all the time too. <laughs> well, I don't post it on Facebook, no. so that's what Gene Meyer does. You know him? Are you friends with him? I don't know who Gene Meyer is. Oh, he's a comic I did a show with. He makes a lot of good Facebook posts, and every time he makes a Facebook post, he always likes it immediately and then comments the American flag. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> which is like i think i think uh frank was saying that that's how you gain that's how you actually like get it on people's news feeds or whatever like if you, you just have show engagement or, or something uh, that makes sense i mean maybe i should start doing that but like the thing is i i gotta be good should we make a facebook page for this show uh, frank has that for out in westchester and it yeah. seems, seems to work well for them although yeah they, i talked to you they kind of had their own uh built-in thing yeah, I talked to you about that, and I think we both were like, I don't know about just putting up a I hate fa- sad little Facebook page with well, just yeah, exactly. I hate a I hate yeah. Facebook in general. Mm-hmm. I just I can't stand it. Don't I don't know why people actively every time I see a person like actively you like posting and I like you're fucking loser. I just think like what a fucking loser <laughs> every time. I'm like who fucking cares like. I don't know. Well, I, I, so am an, I, am an, I am an active Instagram guy, but that's right. different. Well, what are the what are the posts that piss you off on Facebook? All right, give me two seconds. I'm gonna pull up my yeah. Facebook. I know so it's gonna <laughs> because like I I, can I name... only use Facebook for the comedy connections at this point. Yeah, same. Um, and making jokes. Okay, but like I, you know, there's people who who share annoying memes and those I memes hate. I hate. Like I hate uh, those. I hate people who like share just really garbage posts yeah from- here's here's one from a person i'm not gonna mention but the billionaire co-founder of home depot plans on donating up to nine percent of his 5.9 billion dollar fortune and trump it just cuts off there but like oh, I, it's, it's just like, news why like why why who get like uh-huh. i don't look at that and i don't go, know i what like staying, my life i like staying informed somebody posting a picture of just their car yeah, that's like, why. Why? Why? Did, why it's, did not, I, it's not even a nice car. It's just a yeah. It's a, it's a, what is this? It's a. Is, is there any caption or is it just a picture of his car? It just says Black Beauty, and I'm like, it's <laughs> it's like a 2006 sedan. It, maybe I'll give it a 2009 sedan. <laughs> uh, um, where else do we have this? Uh, I don't care if people update their profile pictures. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just like shut the fuck up, people. I just don't. Oh, here's here's a dumb one. Dude, tomorrow's already the tenth. I mean, that's just why. Who, who are you friends with? Why is this on your newsfeed? I never get stuff like it's, that on my newsfeed. It's yeah, always I'm it's just, always just like comedian bits, and sometimes they're funny. Yeah, or, but even then, save your bits for the fucking stage. Who, who gives a shit? I mean, I like do. a lot of people like actually build followings on Twitter by just doing written bits. Twitter's so different di- than Facebook. Facebook is like all right. I post right. on both Twitter and Facebook, and if something does well on Facebook, I'll you know it's a good bit like yeah. a good online bit that's how many, times, how many times does that work uh not enough but <laughs> there we go no okay. i've had some i've had some good facebook bits. actually you know what i was thinking of recently was um at some point taking all of like my best facebook bits and going on r slash stand-up shots you know that right stand-up shots 
No. You've never? Oh, so it's basically... You it's internet a, way more than I do. I, I only use the internet for basically pornography. It's uh, basic pornography. Basically <laughs> pornography. Um, so it's a subreddit where people uh, post like headshots of themselves or stage photos and they add okay. like one of their jokes and then they add their Twitter handle and it's like a way for comedians... Like comedians actually build followings that way. Oh, that's not bad. I'm if they do that. have like really good jokes, but... A lot of times what comedians will do is they won't use their actual stage bits, even though that's kind of what it's for. They'll just use like Twitter bits. Oh, that and, makes sense. But like, and yeah, honestly, that works better for internet because like, yeah. I don't have any good, like if you see my jokes written out, they're not good. No, some jokes are just better as written bits than they are yeah. as like stage bits. That's, yeah, you so know. I think my jokes are a little bit more performative. Yeah. So then, to, then like, that's what word. works for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's um, good to know. What's it called again? For the r people? slash stand-up shots. Reddit r slash stand-up shots. Yeah, go check it out if you want to see some hot comedian memes, as some people call it. But, you know, it's it's some of them are actually good there's jokes. Some, and, there's somebody who only posts memes, and I'm just like... Yeah, I mean, those, that's annoying. It's just like... It's worse if they post their own memes, too, because they're bad. Like At least <laughs> if you're using somebody else's memes, like, I, I don't meme, I don't I don't internet well. I, I use it for pornography yeah. and looking at movies. Yeah, so if you go on Sean's Facebook, he's just sharing pornography links. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Riley Riley Reed put out a great new scene. It was an eighties themed. It was it's great. Like the top of top of Sean's Facebook. Riley Reed new video. Yeah. Hot. Read my lips. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sean's like fuck everyone else's Facebook. Yeah, He's fuck garbage. Shit. You look at there's nothing on mine. Yeah, no, I don't think there is. Yeah. I don't check yours because exactly. you know I know the you most say. I've ever posted is now in like the the groups, not just to promote the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so should we catch up on comedy? Yeah, what you didn't do anything besides the and I didn't do anything besides the mic. Well, I wanted to do my um, theme music. Oh, sorry. Yeah, do your uh, your your famous uh, hey, world famous hey, theme Pete. music. Yeah, let's catch up on comedy. A point, the point, the point, the dang, a ticky ticky point, the point, the point, the point, ticky ticky point. Yeah, yeah, boy. Yeah, I didn't do shit uh, <laughs> since we last recorded. Uh, Did anything happen at the Monday mic that was notable? I wasn't there last Monday. You were there. Oh, oh no, last no, night. This, oh, oh, yeah, last I, night. I, I'm fucking. I'm confused. Yeah. All the time. Um, there was a lot of signups last night. Yeah, there it was, was like cut a crazy. Off. Like Bill cut it off, and he still let a few extra people on. I think it hit like 26. He cut off Andres, which made me really upset. Yeah, it sucks. So I was like, he's the to... funniest guy at that mic. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. that's the thing too. Is like Bill implemented like, all right, only 10 people can sign up in advance. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, well, fuck, <laughs> you know. I, that's why people, if you go to Lucy's open mic, start going to the Wednesday one. It's every week now, just to uh, just to split up the the levels a little bit. Oh yeah, I did actually go to the Wednesday mic this past Wednesday. Oh yeah, it looked bad. Uh, along with three other or four other, yeah, four other comics. Or it, it was hosted by Alex Kolar, and it was me and James Crowley, Jonathan Jonathan Barnes, mm, uh, Bill Cannon, the Sergeant Bill Cannon, protecting and serving all the time. And some other guy who is very new, but I forgot his name. Oh, is he the... Mm, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think I know who you're <laughs> I don't talking know. about. None of us did material. Or I did like two bits and then well, I Well, it's not worth it at that no, point. No, it wasn't it. worth it. I just... I actually I actually asked everyone what their opinion on some of my jokes were because I was like, all right, let me get some genuine feedback. Like, what jokes of mine do you like and yeah. what jokes do you not like? Yeah, that's fair. And then like James like made fun of me for like going on stage and doing no material and then he proceeded to do no, no material, material because yeah. he realized like this is not the mic to do material that's the thing like if you ever go to a mic where it's just like it's just empty 
there's no chance you're gonna get away unless you're really fucking amazing there's no but chance even you're gonna then, get away like, I don't even, like i've seen kincaid do it pretty well but other than that like most people just can't it's just it's, just, it's just awkward it's weird but it's also like the point where like it's if it's just me you uh jimmy and 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 bill i'm like oh, there's no fucking point to this at all no yeah it was like you, you guys, guys have heard, heard my bits, bits. you guys have I, heard my bits and if i'm trying something new i'm not gonna get any real feedback yeah so it's just becomes it's it's yeah i knew no one was going to that mic because i wasn't going to that mic yeah. like I, i'm the life of the potty baby well <laughs> but uh yeah, like it was July, it was July third. I figured, figured it's like one of the biggest. Oh no, travel I, I days. figured like no one was going to be there. Yeah, uh, fun I fact, yeah. on my July third, uh, my muffler fell off my car. Oh, yeah, very very shitty way to spend my fuck that. Week. Yeah, it was real shitty. Mm, sounds like a expensive bill. Yeah, it was very expensive. That's not what the show's about, though. So I'm very poor. <laughs> no. If you people would like to help me recoup my losses, uh, Venmo me at uh sean dash barry dash 25 yeah or listen to us on blueberry now we're on blueberry podcast we're on blueberry i don't even know what that is i don't know what it was either i, I just saw the email update that yeah you, because <laughs> like i i actually um i went on r slash podcasting and there's yeah. like they do a thread every week where you can post like your newest episode when your show's about so i did that and yeah. like i saw like where all the other podcasts were hosted and i was like oh blueberry and then i signed up and then they said that they'll give you like money if people listen to more than 60 percent of an episode I don't, oh. know if, I don't know they'll give you like a dollar or something more than 60 percent of the episode yeah they'll give you like a dollar or something for each listener and then like you can cash out at 25 dollars that's pretty um, good yeah so please listen to us on blueberry so yeah we, that's blueberry. how we, we, i could actually how are they making money uh ads i don't know i are they, do they put ads on our podcast then well no they wouldn't put it in the episode i'm well, sure like, like on the maybe. website on the website like oh the i website guess would but have, like I feel like everyone listens to podcasts through Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Oh, yeah, no one's using Blueberry. But Blueberry. <laughs> like, I downloaded, if you want to support the show, listen to us on Blueberry. Like I downloaded Luminary. Uh-huh. I want to listen to some podcasts off the ringer. Mm-hmm. for the, But it's a month-long free trial. And once it expires, I'm not going to listen. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, I think blueberries free though. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. But I, I have no idea. I don't know how, I don't, I, some people make fortunes off podcasts. I don't know how they do it. It's now, just Patreons and ads. That's just how it is. We'll get our Patreon one day. Yeah. One of these days. Keep listening to us guys. We'll be good. All right. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I did com- comedic- comedically wise. I, oh, I had a, the joy of explaining to people what I do a bunch of times over my seeing family members and being <sighs> like, yeah, I went to, love that. I went to, I go, I go to Mike's and uh that's about it yeah i hate that's how i i felt at the mets game when i was with my dad and his dad friends i was like going into that i was just like oh these people are gonna ask what i'm doing with my life and i don't want to explain it yeah <laughs> it's i that's like that, that's my least favorite scenario because the, the worst is if you get the tell me a joke and i'm like yeah i don't want to do that and, and i just have to say like oh yeah i, I never said like podcast because i'm assuming half of them don't know what it is i rather podcast because then i can explain that it's internet radio and then like, yeah oh. that's more relatable i guess because like, yeah. people know what comedy is but they're just like you're doing that you know well honestly so here's the thing um I, every time i bring up comedy like with people like either friends or like family friends or whatever like people see it as like a novelty where it's just like whoa he does stand-up isn't that interesting and cool and now i slowly started to realize that i have like a fleeting amount of years left to do something in comedy before it just gets tiring to people like oh yeah he's, we he's still uh, doing comedy the, huh the clock is ticking i think <laughs> yeah i think i get i think we have oh police officer drove by Oof, resting somebody 
I mean, this is a safe neighborhood. It'd be great if they just bust in here, SWAT take you, take, <laughs> take you, take take you off in handcuffs, and I'm like, did someone did someone SWAT this podcast? Have you swatted us <laughs> without, even though we don't record live? That would don't be crazy. Record, that'd be that'd be good. That'd be I, crazy if like Frankie swatted us. Frankie swatted us. <laughs> I sent him a text beforehand, like it's, it's all an inside job to get you arrested. I just narrate the whole thing through the pod. <laughs> Peter, stop fighting back. Like, oh, oh! Stop you, resisting! Oh, did you have to punch him? Oh. Stop resisting! <laughs> they plant- You're not gonna take me! They plant- I didn't do anything! Fuck off! There's coke on him. Get him! <laughs> <laughs> they lift under the carpet. There's just a bunch of drugs. This is this has all been like I, you're a completely different person. I expected. I'm like, ah, oh, I just do a podcast <laughs> with pod- him. The podcast was the money laundering screen. Uh, that was the plan to start filtering money. <laughs> I, that was honestly not the worst idea I've ever heard for like a little, <laughs> like, for like a laundering scheme. <laughs> a laundering scheme. <laughs> yeah. Just like man, you get a lot of donations from Colombia. <laughs> Yeah, all of our listeners from are from South America, oddly enough. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh uh, man. Um, so I guess is that everything? Uh, uh, yeah, that's pretty much everything that happened in the last seven days for me. Cool. Well, we can get into the first story I found on Reddit. This is a holiday related one because okay. this is around uh July fourth. Uh I actually didn't do anything this July fourth. You 4th. just what you just sat in your house? Pretty much. I mean, my family wasn't doing anything. Last 4th of July, I wasn't even in the country. Uh, you were in I Russia. Was in, I was Those in Russia, the, the yeah. enemy of the country currently. Yeah, yeah you traitor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so two years in a row. Call my doing... country a cunt. But no, it was my friend's birthday this weekend, so I did that. It wasn't 4th of July theme. But anyway, so okay. I found on Reddit. Comedy. <laughs> That's what we're here well, for. Well, this is what it's related to. So I found on Reddit this guy, user Ho underscore Kogan V1, Ho Kogan. I'll read it. Um, yeah. When life gives you lemons, you make lemonade by Ho Kogan V1. So I've been an open micer for two months now. Still a newbie, but I wanted to go out and do an open mic tonight, July 4th, which is Independence Day for us Americans. And so unfortunately, a lot of bars slash clubs slash open mics were closed for the evening, which I thought was bullshit. (laughs) I don't know if you're an open micer. Uh, I, I don't know. IDK, if you were an open micer, you should be going up whenever you can, but it was a ghost town in Chicago. <laughs> so instead of I was invited to one of my friend's barbecue, I asked her how she's doing. She asked me the same. I tell her the story about how I was set up with the open mics in town, and so Aww. I straight up ask her if it's cool if I can do a set in front of everyone. Oh, no, this is, tur- <laughs> this is turning into a Twilight Zone before me. <laughs> I made sure everyone was cool with it, and I didn't have a stage or anything. I just grabbed a milk crate, turned the floodlights on, and just performed for everyone. I felt... God, people's grammar is so fucking bad. I felt great uh, to get it out of my system. I had my friend hosted, but... Uh, I had my friend hosted. We played some intro music. Some people were drunk enough to go up and after me, and we had a fun 30-minute show. I don't know. I just wanted to share this cool story. Happy Fourth, everyone. Fuck this guy. <laughs> I'm just glad you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you do all the work for this podcast because I would just get so fucking angry every time just looking at any of these things. Take a fucking night off. I know, right? That's what I. W- that's what everyone was thinking. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, it's this like, guy. I mean, this guy obviously he's so new. He's so excited about doing stand up. They haven't broken him yet. No, no, exactly. Like he's. He's, he's so it's all like sunshines and rainbows like whoa comedy it's this really cool thing yeah i get that from like the people in our scene too when they're like yeah. you aren't going to this mic on sunday night and i'm like 
No. Really? Fucking, yeah. People I, I, like are, are mad at you for not going no, to a but mic? They're not or? mad at me, but they're always wondering like why aren't you doing it every I'm like, I have fucking shit to do. I like also sometimes I just like fucking not doing it. I mean, no, honestly, like it's good. I, I do it six nights a week. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, I feel like you 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 go to very various amounts of mics uh, a yeah. week. Like it's like, good to not do this. I'm going to three tonight. To be honest, it's good to not do the same mic like every week. Yeah, you know, I, every I'm, now like, and I'm then. Purposely, I'm do, I'm doing a goal for the next couple of weeks, just yeah. doing a little a lot more of the sitting, just to make that mix it up mic wise. Instead of you, yeah, know, you should definitely do more here. of the city. Yeah, I should because. You know, Lucy's is great, but <laughs> well, yeah, I, well, I got to start expanding my range here, and I also I I have a job interview tomorrow yeah. in the city, which means I'd be working the city, right? Which means I gotta do that, which means I gotta start moving on with my life, right? We'll get into that with yep. the next thing. Um, save that. Uh, I thought was I thought was bullshit that all the bars clubs and open mics all these closed on were, independence day they should be working so i can go up and do my shitty I'm wondering five if minutes this guy on porn. Is 18 he must be young like he's definitely young if he's like 29 he's like why are the bars closed on independence day you're like dude <laughs> yeah like dude what are you doing like go make out with some girl at exactly the fireworks go off and you know like that's like that's what your independence like I'm wrong. i enjoy it but that's like saying why are all these clothes on christmas well, <laughs> like i'm jewish when, uh, when, <laughs> yeah. where are all the jew mics at yeah that probably is and all thing. the jewish people are like dude we want a holiday too like yeah, <laughs> like we all everyone enjoys christmas even the jews they yeah. go they go to chinese food in the movies like yeah, exactly it. and also like there's no traffic anywhere they just <laughs> yeah so. like it's everyone's home with their the families Ju- the jews love christmas because everyone else celebrates it and they can do nothing i thought it was bullshit do you think uh Fucking what's what's bullshit. the what's the photograph store in um uh the city the, b&h yeah b&h yeah they're probably close on christmas yeah of course they're, they're, they're close all the time <laughs> and that store is is uh famously run by the orthodox community or is it conservative i forgot i, I, I don't yeah. know I'll have to um uh, I think it's just bad that he he thinks that he like always has to be on the grind, always like you gotta live I think your a life. Lot, I think a lot of people have this problem Ugh. where it's like you get you get you can't get addicted to it, and it's not about like it's sometimes you're not making any progress. You can yeah. actually stunting your growth, but it feels yes. like just because you're doing it every night, you're making progress. Yes. you need to be doing like it's uh there's this expression from sports is practices make perfect perfect practice makes perfect yeah like that's really what it is and like you just just doing it to do it is not good enough sometimes yes. doing it right is the way to do it uh, like shout out to steve hofstetter he was talking he did a show at lucy's and he was talking to some comics he wanted to start a mic in connecticut and he said like you got to find a, a place to do a good mic because there's lots of like places that just do bad mics and if you're doing those he said the famous saying like ten thousand hours of anything will make you master eventually well, imagine doing 10,000 hours of doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. Which is true. So you got to be careful. You got to be make sure you're always like trying to improve on you're not doing some bullshit or doing bullshit mics, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. But also like, dude, you got to live your life <laughs> to be. No, seriously, to be a comedian, like you need to have life experience. Just live your go to like, the barbecue, that been the live per- your life. Per- perfect opportunity <laughs> just to observe and find material. Yeah, like, you can you could be still be working in that sense of the regard. Like I like i i had a bunch of things happen to me over this weekend that i've been trying to turn into bits now like i exactly a bit about going to cvs that i like um that i'm working on i'm like ah, that's good i mean almost any famous comedian says i know chris rock said it in the, in the judd apatow book um he said like in the interview just you know before every special i just gotta like 
live my life, get new experiences, and then I'll have enough material to make a make a new special. Yeah, exactly. And that's just how you gotta. That's you know, that's that's kind of the beauty of comedy. You don't need to like be twenty four seven focusing on comedy. And if you do that, you can get burnt out and annoyed with yourself. You can just like say like, all right, like I'm gonna go to this barbecue. And maybe not even worry about what comedically this is going to bring me. Just go to the barbecue and have fun. Yeah. And through that, you're, I mean, you know, like, you're a little older than I. Like, the older you get, the more of a nuanced yeah, insight you you, you, you actually start to understand things better. Like, yes. There is a lot of wisdom that comes with age. Like, that's, yeah. just, that's just it. Like, I there's a lot of... You know, there's some younger guys that go to Lucy's with us, and I'm like, who are only talking about porn and masturbating and weed and, like... <laughs> And like how girls don't like them. Like, I feel like they're not much younger than us. They're probably the one kid I'm thinking okay, of okay. is uh, he's like he's like 18. That's pretty. That's that's at this point it's a pretty noticeable difference age difference yeah, between him and 18. me. 18. And yeah, uh, that's just gonna be him until he grows up a little. Exactly. Yeah. He doesn't have any life experiences. Yeah. It's like the, the Louis joke of like uh, from the HBO special he did a couple years ago where it's mm-hmm. like you know a physicist and a coal miner like a 45 year old coal miner is smarter than any 25 year old. Uh, physicist because that coal miner's lived a life yeah and i won't do the bit but it's funny no i think it's i think it's a valuable bit i've I've already i mean i've accepted the fact there it's like like you know i really like comedy that's uh has a lot of emotion to it and a lot of thought and a lot of like careful carved out insights on life like i like i really respond to that i'm not sure if i i don't think i do a lot of comedy like that but i know it's going to take time for me to like actually bring myself to like find that sort of emotional insight. depth yeah emotional, yeah emotional yeah depth i think that's that's the comedy i respond to but now you want to read some of these comments this, the people left on this guy's page uh well actually first thing I, I i didn't notice this when i first read it but i highlighted it he said uh he turned the floodlights on floodlights oh so i don't think they had floodlights but no i mean i guess just the backyard lights or whatever yeah no i just thought it was you could just tell it's like so dramatic for him doing stand-up like you know he's yeah, in that like, phase where it's just like it's so you have oh, yeah. like the oh, yeah, rosiest colored glasses on and, uh, doing comedy yeah, exactly because uh literally like in lucy's we can't find this light switch to turn on the stage lights so it's yeah. just the overhead lights now and it's yeah a little awkward but uh here's some comments uh, this seems more like when life throws a party, ask it where they'll keep, keep the lemons, then make lemonade and spend the rest of the night asking everyone what they thought of the lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, I mean, you can't tell just from reading the post, but you can maybe infer that like when he was asking everyone like, hey, is it okay if I could do stand up here? Like, would you guys be cool if I did stand up? Everyone was just like. Sure. sure. Well, all right. See, that's why I like being who I am because I'm at the point where I'll say, like, no. <laughs> like, I don't want to fucking hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, have you ever, oh, God, like, it's a curb enthusiasm thing. It's just being a social assassin of being the one person having the courage to say the thing everyone else actually feels. <laughs> it, it, it does. It feels good. So I've got to the point where I don't like fucking give a shit. So I'll just say, like, yeah, no, that fucking sucked. <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, don't fucking perform which is kind of what this next person commented this may seem cool now but it becomes an uns- insufferable trait in a person <laughs> just keep in mind whether it's another six months or six years down the road you're still doing stand-up it's okay to be a normal it's person. okay to be a normal person it's you know you don't have to you don't have to find a reason to perform all the time yeah you don't like there's seven there's 365 days of the year yeah you don't need to do it all like do it 280 yeah i mean there's all there's also like there's not a lot of 
You don't hear some. You don't hear a, a financial banker be like, "I gotta financially bank on Sunday." On yeah. and like, it was like, "Take your fucking days off." Yeah, I mean, life is life. Life ends for everyone, man. Yeah, like you're not gonna be like your death, but like you know what? I really wish I could have done stand up on the Fourth of July in 2019. <laughs> My friend's barbecue. Yeah, fucking like I really missed that. All the bars were closed for some reason. I don't some know. Some insane I thought, reason. I thought they were open 24 seven. The people who work there just live there. Yeah, they love doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like how this guy also in the initial thing says. Uh, the fourth of J- July fourth, which is Independence Day for us Americans. Well, there's some British people and other. They, the, the British would definitely know. <laughs> the, we made it. We made it fucking clear to them that this is our Independence. Well, I don't. Well, Listen, I, well, do, American, they know, do they know July fourth is? Yeah. I mean, you don't know that. It's, it's it's we it's in all of our movies and television that we export to the entire world. That's true. The, the United States makes it very clear when our Independence Day is to everyone. Like uh, that is genuinely, it's a thing. Like, yeah. I don't know when fucking King's Day in the Netherlands is. Yeah. Well, I don't know, because I remember famously when I was in middle school, our uh, American history teacher brought in a British textbook, okay. and she was comparing, like, the American textbook and the British textbook, and she was pretty much making this conclusion that the British textbook, like, the British history they were teaching, they were tr- they, were, they acted really embarrassed about losing the Revolutionary War, that they just kind of glossed over. And then some things major, happened. <laughs> major thing oh i don't know about that like they oh, they, they boiled down the boston tea party to two sentences yeah anyway, a, ter- <laughs> a, a terrorist attack <laughs> but so uh, i i mean i don't know i wouldn't be surprised if plenty of british people didn't know july 4th was independence day no nah, i think you know just so, uh enough people, enough people watch stranger things this past weekend to know what the fourth of july is yeah i actually there was a british girl who who did when i did a directing class my senior year I, uh, there was a british girl who was doing an abroad program who i cast uh, and she said that the American television that she knows is on TV a lot in Britain is like Family Guy and American Dad. Makes sense. It's and I'm like well, those, are, th- those are like the Lay's potato chips of American television. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean it's just easy to export. Yeah, it's a cartoon. People get it. Yeah, South Park is also big there. I think. Yeah, uh, you know all those all those uh, great shows. It, they still like rerun Friends in most countries. Show that's been over with for fifteen fucking years. God damn the royalties! Though, I just don't right. understand the appeal of that show. Could you imagine the royalties though? I mean, like even at the office, like these people are like, like yeah. Netflix spends like just two hundred million dollars, eight figures to like keep it on. Like imagine to keep the ro- a show they like. But like, like when, when I when I see that, I'm thinking like, man, those writers and actors are getting fucking bank. Oh god, that's the old days. Like you know, if I were to, if we were to make a TV show now, yeah. we wouldn't get shit. Yeah, these like plain and simple like we like a show would probably be it would be probably 13 episodes because they don't do long seasons anymore yeah and it would probably last four seasons and that would be it and it would just go to a streaming service because there's no reruns anymore outside of classic shows and no shows are the gigantic hits that they once were uh yeah well it depends i mean they've started running bojack on comedy central i know yeah that's weird because netflix owns the full rights to bojack probably just licensing it's licensing it out to comedy central yeah to make money uh I don't know how we got on the subject of licensing rights and fees, but dude, I don't fucking know. My memories, yeah, <laughs> my memories. The show, yeah, just... um, yeah. I so we like, we have it. like we don't we don't have enough information. I mean, maybe he did kill. Maybe his friends actually liked it, or maybe they were just like, <laughs> I, I'd like to think that no, he definitely, he definitely that didn't his friends kill. Were, get, were giving him pity laughs. Yeah, they're were like, like yeah. and he's so delusioned about how well he did, which happens when you're new that he thought he like really killed it when he really just pissed off all his friends. Yeah, he probably like, just uh, talked about porn and. Uh, I am getting tired of porn jokes. I am too. Yeah. I mean, I've I've been tired of porn jokes for 
a long time. I like know. I have one porn joke and I keep it because I personally like, well, think well, it's clever. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like I, because I, I, I will never do a joke that I think like, oh, this is overdone and hacked. But like, I think I've written it in a way where it's like it gets a good response from the audience, and I, I just think it's a, it's like a funny new idea. Yeah, on my this. only porn joke is how I'm, I say I'm tired of porn. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. And I don't watch porn anymore. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah, I haven't watched so, like seriously uh, watched porn. Well, like, yeah, well, actually, you want, you want to play a game of Russian roulette? of porn yeah we go get your laptop and then we look at your history to see if you're lying or not no <laughs> <laughs> i just start going to <laughs> that's brutal <laughs> just brutal. just like it all brutal <laughs> uh no i clear my history obsessively but <laughs> yeah every i don't do uh, i don't bother anymore no like i just i don't find porn sexy at all that's i think people give the argument where it's like oh it's not supposed to be sexy but i'm like well then what's the fucking point <laughs> Well, it's just eroticism. Like it's a, it's like arousing, but it's not arousing to me. It's just I don't know. There's nothing arousing about like See, I'm a, I'm porn a, actresses to me. It depends. I think porn. All right, this is this. Is, I don't want. We don't have to get on this, this is topic. Like, that that <laughs> we can do a new podcast. Uh, two penis minimum. I don't know. Maybe I'll find like a porn related bit next episode. We can yeah, get into well, this. But yeah. Uh, well, anyway, uh, for the next story, I know you have it. You have a job interview coming up. I do. Uh, what's the interview for? Can you say? It's just a production assistant position. Okay, that's that's Be fair. Just driving a guy for like around. a movie or. or uh, uh, no, it's like for this uh, uh, DJ. It's a weird one. Oh, got it. Cool. Yeah, I, I don't want to get into it, though. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I found this... Uh, actually, I had this ready for last episode, but we didn't have time to get to it. But I thought, since you're applying for a job, this other person on Reddit said he... Um, uh, he says, confession, I spontaneously stole a Jim Gaffigan joke to tell during a job interview, and it killed. Mm. Uh, and I don't have to read the whole thing, but it basically, he he's, he's uh, looking for a new job because he's having a fourth child. And when the interview... I don't or, need to hear about his family life. <laughs> well, it's irrelevant to the joke, but okay. <laughs> he stole a Jim Gaffigan joke. And okay, you're like, right. um, so he's looking for a new job because he's having a fourth child. And, and is the interviewer asked, why are you looking for a new job? And he said... Um, we're expecting our fourth child, and he he threw in the Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, famous just, just Jim imagine Gaffigan you're bit. drowning, and then someone hands you a baby. <laughs> good joke, which is a very good joke. It killed. The interview was already going well, but completely changed into a "we really like this guy" guy, not just his work experience type of interaction. We'll see what comes of it. Yeah. So, have you ever? I don't think I've ever been asked in a job interview. I mean, he wasn't asked to tell me a joke. But have you ever been asked in a job interview tell me a joke? No, I've told people that I do stand up before, and just how that I'm comfortable with crowds and stuff. Yeah, I've never had to tell a bit because I'm, yeah, I'm always just like <laughs> I have people like, oh, what's some of the stuff you talk about? And I usually just kind of give broad strokes. I'm like, yeah, life is a big. Oh, I'm like an observational. You know, I, I usually just I, a I solid insight on the human I experience. Just, I usually just say wacky stories from my life. Yeah, like, that's fair, and stuff like that. But it's like, yeah, I don't know, like telling a joke i mean i don't think this guy did anything wrong stealing a joke lots of people tell other people's jokes no i mean some guy commented saying that a lot of workplace humor is just people stealing jokes the water cooler the the iconic water cooler thing i used to talk about which doesn't exist anymore but is like yeah people would go to the water cooler and talk about what they watched on tv last night yeah so like it that's literally it like life life is usually just talking about something you already heard about Mm mm-hmm um i so i took like a job prep class my last semester it was like a short two two credit class and we practiced doing interviews yeah and the interviewer always had to throw in tell me a joke and i i knew of this and i i was like you know the only uh comedian there everyone was 
aware that yeah. I, I do yeah, stand you up. Were in the so stand-up club. Everyone was like so expectant of me having like a solid joke. I never did one of my own jokes because I just didn't think it would work well within the context of an interview. Uh, so I stole like a Stephen Wright joke for these uh, these mock interviews. I I did the joke. Um, you have this like really funny one liner that was just like I think it's kind of messed up that only one company produces Monopoly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it did. God damn, all, that's a good joke. Yeah, exactly. And all the it did well at the interview, and like my teacher was just like, "That's a great joke. You got to keep that joke for all all the interviews." Yeah. Also, not a lot of people know Stephen Wright that well, so it was a safe joke to yeah. take just for the sake of the interview. I feel like a lot of people know Stephen Wright jokes, but they don't know Stephen Wright wrote and wrote. He's. Them. I gotta listen to more of him. He's just he is yeah he might be the most clever comedian of all time. yeah he's he's the famously maybe, deadpan. maybe 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 Mitch Hedberg famously deadpan but his writing shops like make up for it entirely yeah you know well I mean I think I think those jerks work better deadpan like it'd be weird to be doing them like uh I think it's really fucked up no yeah you're right that, that yeah uh, you're right actually <laughs> people, you're totally right one company that makes the game monopoly yeah no you're totally right i just like always think like every time i hear a deadpan comedian at an open mic like sometimes i'll hear them say something great but i'm like oh if you just had more charisma that would have been funny shots fired yeah. at frankie becerra no he's <laughs> just, it's not shots fired you kicked both of our asses at the comedy competition yeah it's true um he kicked both of our asses in real life too who knew he was a taijutsu expert yeah he put me in a head a mean headlock i know and it's just like give me your give me your bar tab money yeah. <laughs> snap my like, leg i was like all right frankie yeah, he sw- he sweeped the leg, got me on my back, yeah. just ground and pounded. He was like, "Who's your comedy daddy?" <laughs> <laughs> you are. You are master. <laughs> um, but actually, it was funny. The we did like two mock interviews in this class. So the second mock interview, they asked me the same question, like, "Tell me a joke," and I just didn't prepare another joke. So I did the same joke again, and no one laughed, and I, and it was like really awkward. <laughs> and I was just like. Guys, that's my that's my that's, that's my, my interview bit. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I was really that class kind of sucked. But um, anyway, so but let's say someone was insistent. This is this is prepping you for your interview. Let's say someone was insistent that you tell them a joke. What would you tell them? Your mother's pussy. <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't have like I don't have set to go jokes. Like I'd probably. I don't know, maybe. Like, if this guy was, like, insistent for whatever reason. Um, you could just say you, you could also just take a joke online. Yeah, I guess yeah. I could. But I don't know. <laughs> I I'd probably good. just be like, nah, I was lying about the whole joke telling thing. <laughs> I'd just be like, nah, I don't want to. I, I, I don't, I, I don't want to work here. That seems. That seems not my style, dog. I just, I just think it's funny. Like he's going through your Instagram for some reason, being yeah. like, "You have a, like a cool, you have a cool little social life. You do a lot of comedy. You're like, why don't you tell me a joke?" And you're just like, "Yeah, it's just all bullshit." Yeah, that, that, <laughs> I just I've been I've been photoshopping myself into those posters. Yeah, for a while. I just wanted to look cool in front of all my friends. I'm not I'm not actually a big time comic. Yeah, that's not that's true. <laughs> you just fucking leave the interview. That's yeah. I mean, it's true. Like, it, you know, the, the most annoying thing anyone could say to a comedian is tell me a joke because yeah, I mean, it, I, there I, comes saying I'm that I'm not performing. Saying that comes with the expectation of just like, "Ooh, dance monkey, dance, make me laugh." Like people like kind of 
there's almost this antagonizing way people do it that just doesn't isn't conducive for the transaction of like telling the joke to be worth it you yeah, know 100 because um, it's like eh. <laughs> like you, it's, you if you saw an actor you wouldn't be like act for me real quick huh yeah although people do ask them to say lines yeah but it's all, I, think, I think most people say tell me a joke with the expectation there's going to be something cheesy or corny yeah like something by like you. a lot of, like a lot of stand-up is a lot of a lot of build-up to punch lines yeah so you need a lot of work into it. In high school, actually, I told a lot of people jokes I never written if they asked me to tell them a joke. And they were just like, wow, that's really funny. I'm like, thanks. Come see me. <laughs> and I'll tell not not that joke. but Oh, yeah. I used to tell people Louis jokes because I hadn't mm-hmm. heard of him at the time. Yeah. I think a lot of people forget. He didn't like blow up main mainstream until, I don't know, 2012. Mm-hmm. Like he was like super niche, less niche, niche mainstream toxic <laughs> yeah it's crazy I, I remember the time when people some people just didn't know louis ck well, i remember we, talking to someone being like louis ck who is that yeah like, well <laughs> uh, well uh, he loves masturbating which actually applies well yeah. before that now no one cannot know who, not know not know who he who, is who he is um all right I think that's, that's all we have that's covered of, yeah i think yeah. that's covered that should we how many how many we're minutes at, we're we 40 have? minutes it's uh, probably be a lighter episode yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. All right. So we uh, we had our comedy homework from last week. Yeah, that we gave I everyone. did my homework today. Well, we had to do <laughs> we it. Had today. to do it today. In my, I swear to God, I thought it came out on Friday uh, when I looked at it, but I guess not. We uh, were talking about uh, Aziz Ansari's new special on Netflix called uh, "Right Now." Yeah, right now. Right now came out today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the time of recording this, July 9th. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was directed by Spike Jones. Mm-hmm read performed by aziz mm-hmm. it's his first uh hour long in a couple years and since yeah. he was uh I, I wouldn't say he was me too but he was well he was me too he was yeah, part yeah, of, yeah. He, he uh obviously the babe.net article about a date encounter he had with some woman a few years ago which i actually read today uh yeah after because i actually i wasn't like up to date with the details and i think it's important that everyone is up to date yeah well details. i mean it's it's part of it that's why yeah. I, I picked it i also picked it yeah. because like it was coming out and i was like we need we need something to cover because if not it's a 40 minute podcast i always can get plenty of shit to cover yeah but yeah. i don't want to have to keep reading people <laughs> the internet it's some i also like this, to just try, this, i also like to try to mix up the episodes yeah, yeah i got you i got you um uh so uh let's do some first impressions uh what'd you think oh i actually really enjoyed it yeah, I it did was, too. Um, Aziz is not my favorite comedian. I wouldn't say Aziz is a comedian who I immediately want you know check up check out on YouTube if I'm feeling like very uninspired. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I agree with that. I always kind of thought he was like the rapper comedian where he's yeah. always flaunting his status as you know like oh like his famous bits are literally him hanging out with kanye or him hanging out with, <laughs> him hanging out with r kelly and uh and like i don't know like he his punchlines were never gut busting laughers it's always like snickers yeah it's like it's the way i was looked at him but he's popular i get it he had the mainstream appeal from parks and rec yeah uh, which people liked and uh yeah. then he had the success of master of none a very popular show i liked master of none yeah. a lot. so you don't have netflix i want to get into this so that's the thing uh my family just does not invest in entertainment at all so what, a, what an insane world like i i had cartoon network and nickelodeon for a little bit in my childhood and then my parents were just like we're not paying for we only had basic cable after that oh my god um my dad's really stingy, so he just doesn't pay for shit. And he doesn't, <laughs> doesn't want. You should put this into your act. 
was like that is so neat you're like who the fuck like who the, the yeah i was a pbs kid for a little bit yeah like you were watching pbs pbs that does arthur is a fucking great show pbs has some Listen, great shows i'm not saying arthur isn't yeah. fire but like <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like if you ask me for my netflix login i'm like who the yeah fuck does so, have so how i watch tv shows since i guess since i discovered how to do this back in like ninth grade is i just go on like putt lockers one two three movies watch series all the famous like streaming sites where they just have like archives of tv shows and they have like links to like streaming sites that are illegal to illegal to exist they're not illegal to watch watch. yeah uh and that's how i just watch every tv show that's how i used to watch animes movie so because this was so early i don't think there was i was looking all online i mean it came out 3 a.m eastern standard time yeah, I know, but like uh, some people get episodes out like that. That's like, true. They get them out really quickly, and I was like, "Wow, I guess no one cares about Aziz that much to get this out right away." Yeah, that's true. Also, <laughs> I think it's I think it's harder to rip from Netflix though. Maybe it is. I think that's the case. Uh, and I, I I already used my free Netflix login to do Bandersnatch when it came out, so I was like, "Fuck." Yeah. So I was like, "Shit, Sean, I need your Netflix password." Yeah. Share the Netflix <laughs> Which, password uh, now. Yeah. Now I have a, a Hulu that my sister has because she has Spotify Premium, but mm. that's kind of shit because there's ads, so I don't use it. <laughs> okay. Well. Uh, um, anyways, so you like Master of None? Oh, I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I I liked the show. I thought it was a bad comedy, but a good show. Yeah, you know, they, they, they did market this. It oh, it's a comedy, and like it's this. It's the type of comedy I hate, where it's just a guy walking around with his hands in his pockets. Yeah, and being like, oh, what's what does life mean? <laughs> and but like, it, yeah. I always liked it because it was good fantasy New York. Where it's like, oh, hey, I just my randomly got cheap tickets to see uh, Father John Misty in this underground club right up front. It only cost me two hundred dollars. Yeah, he's like a commercial actor, and he's he has a commercial his, the actor. nicest apartment. The nicest apartments. Yeah, uh, cool. He's always at the cool club, finding cool food. And the second, oh yeah, I second season. He he eats at so many restaurants. Yeah. And also, it's honestly it might be the most beautiful woman alive. The Italian girl from the second season. Yeah, I don't know her name, but she <laughs> generally, generally she's, she's not one of the most beautiful. She people. was gorgeous, like, just just gorgeous to look at. And I'm like, that's some fantasy living right there. Uh, Noelle Wells is that her name? Who was in no, the first season? Yeah, she's the first season. She was on SNL. She's first also season. very pretty. Yeah, but not as pretty as the second season. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think I, I stray more away from most guys. I think a lot of guys like supermodel looks. I don't really like supermodel looks that much. Mm-hmm. Like Noelle Wells, like she's gorgeous to me. <laughs> um, I like a personality painter personally. Say, yes, I do. We're woke, Sean. We're oh, woke, Sean. We still that doing woke? need to be explained. <laughs> <laughs> we still doing that? Uh, we, we, we kind of have to be reviewing Aziz's new special. Yeah, um, it's, it's funny. Second season, I, I I think I made a tweet about this, just saying that like this is his. The only reason he did the second season was just so he could eat at restaurants for free because he's always at a restaurant. In that yeah, that's if I ever get a TV a, show like that, yeah. uh, you don't think I'm going to take a complete power, uh, advantage of that? Oh yeah, totally. Um, um, yeah. Anything else for first impressions? Uh, yeah. In terms of just talking, yeah, I think I think it was just hey. Uh, gorgeously shot. Uh, it was directed yeah. by Spike Jones. Took some actual interesting choices with making a special. Mm-hmm. Uh, because most specials are just three cameras and cutting between, and then yeah. you know, then cutting to the audience every now and then. And mm-hmm. this one, uh, most people, I don't know if anybody else has done this. I haven't seen it personally, but uh, he uses a steady cam the entire time and is really just focused in on himself. And there's a few cameras at the audience too to get a mm-hmm. you know a good way of just cutting. This is just goes into editing and directing a comedy special. But yeah. a good way of just cutting in and out of an audience uh but i thought it was that was an interesting idea something i I hadn't seen before in a special in a while yeah i really liked 
like the beginning of the special where he's like walking around New York City. He's wearing a is he's wearing a Metallica shirt, I believe, right? Yeah, Metallica shirt. Which is also a I think it's an interesting choice because most of his specials yeah. he's in a suit. Yeah. Which I think is showing that he is trying to change it's either different or changed up from what he previously was. Well exactly. It's well, you know, and the way I saw it, like he's wearing a Metallica shirt and then like all of a sudden he like kind of walks in the back of a theater uh from like the street he's on yeah. outside in brooklyn saw, is where they shot i believe i think, I it, think was it was manhattan actually. i think he said brooklyn at the end like thank you brooklyn might have been wherever that. new york city he, he, the, the street in new york city he opens the door and he just kind of walks into the theater which is like the where the stage was the door he walked yeah in, a massive thousand kind of theater which but like i mean you know i've said this before which i thought was cool he comes in wearing a metallica shirt it's a very human thing he like yeah well he looks like in. he looks like just a dude he really just like kind of downplayed the whole fanfare of performing into a theater and here's the thing it clearly had to been shot pretty recently too uh yeah yeah and, and it just was uh so it was all it felt very fresh and new yeah like he kind of just put it out there yeah uh, uh he definitely was on tour for a few months a few workshopping months. The, so the majority of the bits are relatively new things that happened like he covered yeah. a lot of the michael jackson documentary and our kelly documentary that came out yeah the beginning half of this year was a big part of his uh, segments. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, let's just start from the beginning, I guess. Yeah, um, uh, I, I do. Again, I liked his entrance, and I liked how he was just wearing a Metallica shirt. It just shows that, like, I'm human. I'm like trying to be on your level, right? He's like, well, you gotta remember for the Which most I part, this special beautiful. is the first time anybody, most people have seen him since the allegations. Because he goes undercover. I guess not allegations. Is what? Yeah. Uh, goes under. Basically, he he goes. He gets out of the limelights. And, uh, you know, he comes back. He makes a quick joke of being mistaken for Hassan Minaj. Uh, And then he gets into uh, the allegations of how he feels about it. And uh, he says, like, the same thing he said. uh, He said said this already at, uh, like, a New York City show, like, a few months ago. Yeah, I think he's been saying it a lot. He's been saying it, like, at every show where it's just, like, it took him a long time to process these feelings. uh, And that he... uh, Fuck, I wish I wrote down... It's pretty refreshing. This is my. Uh, I wish I wrote down what he said because, like, I don't want to just like sum up. Like, this we is- can sum it up relatively. It's yeah. he basically he was like, I, I, uh, the basically the allegations were a shock to him. Uh, yeah. He uh, obviously had a lot to think about what they say, his own relationships and how past examination of dates and you know his relationship with women and stuff. Uh, and other people have come up to him so that that made them examine it too, and he thinks that's a good thing, mm-hmm. and that uh, you know he's. You know, trying to live his best life. Yeah, and um, I watched the uh, news segments when he did that. Did it the first time yeah. at the New York City show, and uh, the women, the women there actually felt like he was being genuine and heartfelt. Well, that's the thing was, too is yeah. that when the allegations came out, a lot of women defended him. A mm-hmm. lot of them did. Like that was yeah. that was the that thing is his was so his was easily the most split of anybody. Uh, that got well, me yeah, too. Yeah, it was. It was like a. It was a gray area because what it ended up being was just like he was being uh, sexually aggressive in a way that was. It never leaded to the point where he was like going to. He never. He, it's not like he forced himself on this woman. He didn't, but he at the same he time kind of did. But he, but he, well, not real, not not. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, yeah. He didn't force himself. He, he didn't take it. He didn't use his position of power like in the workplace, which exactly, a lot of me exactly, too was. Exactly, it was a date. Yeah, uh, and I remember the one striking line that was read to me is that she said in the article that he did not pick up on her nonverbal cues, which was a lot of you know what a lot of people picked up on of like, well, she never explicitly said 
but she said she was clearly felt like it was obvious that she was uncomfortable, which is its own exactly. It's this weird gray area of understanding and consent and everything, and it's a. It makes life life is full of in weird moments. I think we can agree mm-hmm. of like understanding. You think one thing, somebody else thinks the other. We could both walk away from this table and think completely different things of what happened, just from our own processes and you know biases and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. By the way, people we're fucking woke. We're woke as shit. You hearing <laughs> this wokeness right now coming from the two of us? I don't know. People forget I'm pretty woke. No, I think it's important. We I mean, yeah, well, you have to examine yeah. it if you want to actually talk about it. Oh yeah, definitely. Like in cases like these, I mean, I read an article before Me Too that was shared by someone that was just like, I had sex with this guy in college. It wasn't rape, but I didn't want it, which was just like kind of. I don't. It wasn't as uh, egregious as disease, but it was just a woman not feeling comfortable saying no when a guy was already on top of her. Yeah, and it's and there's and she, so many yeah. of these stories out there in the world. And like people, I need to understand the. I think it all comes down to respect at the end of the day of respecting your sexual partners and people in general, and understanding that like I, it's a big thing for me as a big guy. Like if every time most women are smaller than me, and so I understand that things I think are you know like 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 when I grabbed you the other day from behind as a friend, mm-hmm. like you're like oh god I'm being attacked. <laughs> Like, I would never in a billion years do that to a woman. No. Billion years. No. Like, and that was in a friendly... You'd get pepper sprayed like that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying... I also have close female friends who are basically the same level of friendship you and I have. Yeah. But just the con- context and power dynamics and everything, I could not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I will say, though, I, I think... Have a lot of women come to his like support? Like, there was a after- lot. There was a lot of blowback. But, amongst- even, but even after he addressed it, would you i don't know if every woman supports him still not every woman but like obviously it was a big it was a big divide i'd say like 60 40 were in favor of him. so like i like so here's the thing i'm gonna say because like i I know it's kind of touchy like i don't think it's in my position to determine whether or not aziz should be forgiven i don't think it's in my position i agree with that too it's more of like it is what it is like i can't if if you i think if you're a uh, a woman or you know even just like a guy if yeah. you feel like you've been a victim of any sort of sexual harassment it's more up to them than it is to me that's exactly what, that, well, that's I, the yeah. thing too is like there have been cases where the victim have said leave this person alone that i forgave them but other people keep going yeah. on that person because of their own personal you know yeah agendas and so it becomes this whole mix and max thing but so. So I feel like he handled it pretty well. He he definitely he, it's good. It's definitely it, very good. He, it was you, ha- the you first have to thing you have he, to address it off. It the was bat. the first thing he. It's, I think you either have to address it off the bat or you need to do twenty yeah. minutes on it at the end. Yeah, uh, and you know he also addressed it. Well, in, I think that's the, the his whole thing is him examining yeah. modern culture, the state of things in two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. So I think we kind of covered and that, it was it was, that it was really it. it was really well crafted. So too. that's what I thought. Uh, this is I do feel like this is his best special. When I've oh seen, fuck I've watched yeah. all of his stuff. I, I never loved him, but I was watching his stuff because it is what's in the culture. Yeah, I mean, I've seen I've seen his specials like a long time ago, yeah. but I think I definitely think like this would be his best work. He, he is a to, smart guy. He mm-hmm. wrote a great book called Modern Romance a few mm-hmm. years ago, which was really well research and thought out and uh you know just kind of like how love developed though has developed mm-hmm. over the years how love is a generally new concept actually mm-hmm. uh because most you know marriages were actually just business transactions and now in the modern age you know you and i we look for a partner to love and spend our time with as opposed to uh fuck doll to fuck 
well, you know, uh, a mom to be a mom, essentially what it was. No, right? I think I think my thing was the way it was. Well, yeah, not women. A... Women were viewed as objects to fornicate with and then raise their ch- the right. man's yeah, children yeah. while he went and worked. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's basically it's interesting because you can also see it from other cultures and perspectives. It was a good book. I recommend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I yeah, sh- let's get back in, more into the other stuff because he, I think, took a lot of things that comedians are touching on in the modern age of kind of the race to be the most woke in the internet age oh yeah and he, and he, one of my favorite jokes is he talks about how he'd rather he, there's a point where he'd rather talk to a racist and a woke person because at least a racist is brief and a woke person's just like well i read this article, article. And <laughs> exactly <laughs> finding it out and he did this great article i remember this article <laughs> Of uh, a girl wore a traditional uh, Asian dress, a white girl, mm-hmm. and uh, he's just, and some kid was like, this is a cultural appropriation, and then the race, the wokeness, well, actually, it's from Malaysian culture, not Asian culture, and it's like, I'm just you know, finding hypocrisies and the kind of insanity of trying to constant one-upsmanship. Yeah. yeah because he, I actually felt like he was weirdly more critical, critical of the left than the right, because most of his stuff has been... Uh, it no, it was race based, and this one yeah. there was obviously a lot of racial touchings as well. But like, kind of uh-huh. how it's the gone so far the other way. Yeah, and it's it's honestly look, it's here's the thing, conservatives, you can make fun of leftists and have it be funny, but you just got to be good at doing it. <laughs> no, nah, so I wouldn't say that's conservative thing like that, like that right there. Sorry, was, sorry, I just that like, was an attack. Sorry, I just think that a lot of conservative comedy when they want to make fun of the left is it's so trite. Well, it's every so, time I hear, I'm tired of this PC culture. It's just it's never like it's just never funny. It's just them exaggerating them to the point where it's like not even a they're not even yeah a real worry. thing. Like, you know, lefties are insane people as well. Like they yeah. are. It's like oh, it's like the I need the my macchiato toast with a side of vegan mm-hmm. who gives a fuck and whatever shit and like no eggs. Yeah, and like you're like all right, that person is annoying. They are because yeah. like, they're so hyper niche and specific instead of just being a person you know mm-hmm. uh like people who can't like enjoy the fourth of july because of all the atrocities america's committed yeah like part of you know like it's a day off you're supposed to celebrate yourself to a certain extent yeah. every country has done horrific things yeah and part of being american is wanting to improve your country yeah like it's wanting to make it better every day and everyone's like Not well, mutually what, about, exclusive. What, about, what about this country what about that country everyone's done a bad thing and every like but the fact of the matter is you didn't so you you should be allowed to celebrate yourself for us today yeah it's like the thing of like things are not good things have never been good mm-hmm. great line from his thing is people are like the shit has hit the fan the fans never not been covered in shit no yeah so true it really <laughs> which is, is true a, which is a great line from him <laughs> um no i think uh the, the special had a lot of it had a lot of purpose it was really of- well crafted it was about knee-jerk responses and a criticism of that uh, and how fast the cycle of news goes and how people are constantly yeah. trying to stay on top of it because you feel that they feel compelled to not because they want to yeah like, this is like in order to be this person that you're supposed to be you need to do this like and you a, need and to- a, he broke down the criticism of people being like you know people being bad people at certain points like he, he uses like um a very specific example from parks and rec where they like did an episode where his character like gave he another gave character Rashida Jones's character a teddy bear with a nanny cam in it with a nanny cam which is creepy yeah it's creepy and he was just like you know are the writers bad people for writing that no because no. it's a comedic scenario and like they know it's ridiculous that's the whole point was it but he also he was just pointing out just like the sensibilities change and you realize like okay yeah <laughs> you exactly know? because like even though that show only came out a few years yeah. ago but like 
you realize like there's jokes to you know you, there's jokes to improve on you can move past stuff you can yeah. learn from it because again people mm-hmm. want to criticize that comedy like all right well you want to criticize amy fucking polar one of the outstanding feminists and all the great movement who does nothing but to help support young women mm-hmm. but she's the she you know she got final say on that fucking show yeah I'm like oh well that's all on her then because then, then who gets the target of the blame well you know it's just it's just or also also comed- comedies shouldn't be taken seriously because they're comedies yeah, well, it's also just sensibilities change over time, and you know, yeah, like um, like a sitcom is literally short for situational comedy, where mm-hmm. writers come up with weird situations to put their characters in, and then see how it evolves or devolves for laughter. Yeah, you know, he brings up another another good point about people who say niggardly. <laughs> Didn't think you were actually going to say it. Yes, uh, the word Peter, what's that word again? Niggardly. Yes, yeah, I'm not going to say it because I stutter a lot, and I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'll cut it. If you I might think, uh, but no, keep it. In. It's fine. Yeah, it's a word. It's a word for somebody who's I mean, cheaper stingent. He, he, he brings it. He brings it up how like people attack people for using that word. Um, but he also has a, a very funny joke about it, just saying like, just use the word cheap. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, use, it's true because it's all. All from all, it's from all ends if somebody has a, <laughs> a rich vocabulary because again we're in a hypersensitive time yeah. where people are freak out over everything mm-hmm. because it might offend somebody you know mm-hmm. it's the thing of i think everyone is frustrated was with people getting offended for other people without hearing them say it yes. you know i i think it was very refreshing that some guy who i think is traditionally seen on the left was doing this special yeah because if this was nick DePaulo doing this material everyone would just roll their eyes but well, because it was aziz lo- like be a lot more ooze in it yeah <laughs> Also, oh yeah and also if, if nick did it he'd probably you know he would do it with like an angrier conservative yeah. slant which would have well, defeated too, the purpose for the most part yeah. aziz is sitting down the entire special too it's very bold very in my bold. opinion well, very bold he's on a massive stage and mm-hmm. it's literally just zoned in on him because i mean you've seen this at open mics before so many comics try to like sit the stool and work that position it just never works i, I do that sometimes too i think it works sometimes it, you have if to have, you, you have to be very commanding to work the stool uh, yeah i think understanding like if you're just understanding like, your presence on stage yeah. it works with the stool like if you have a hard time with your presence already don't sit on the stool yeah it's like, not gonna like help Marin you did a special read on the stool and i thought it did not work hmm. interesting uh, i haven't seen that special it's but. a couple years old now but he was 98 on the stool yeah and i'm like but like i mean most mostly like aziz was very interesting to listen to yeah and no, i think was. if you're interesting to listen to you can and you're commanding with it you can well yeah because he's anything. always had a good cultural perspective of a yeah. son of immigrants person of color but raised in a very white community like that's yeah. that's a unique perspective yeah uh and uh yeah i feel like he brought something in because he uh, his, it finally felt personal uh for me like i feel like he actually had like i'm not saying he had that personal experiences but he yeah he really did have a just a true like he went through something and he wanted to come out on stage and share with others and i'm sure there's going to be a fuck ton of annoying uh hot takes and think pieces put out on websites like ours (laughs) ours is not hot takes though this is i know i know you're saying we are young comedians who like other comedians yes like i do this because i I I love comedy Mm-hmm. I do like I'm talking with Dave again. Right. This and, was, enemy of the podcast. Yeah, we might cut that. Enemy of the uh, but like we're gonna Dave we're gonna, do another, we're gonna do another podcast recording together because we both enjoy just talking about comedy on the Big Berry podcast. Oh, Dave Namery's gonna steal my co-host. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm in hot demand. Um, uh, yeah, have to go through Sean's agent if you want to book him on your podcast. Goddamn right, <laughs> Big Berry Productions. Um, I do agree that he was personal. I, he was more personal in this special. See, the one thing. Oh, no, but I can forgive him for this because I think his material was clever. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I think bothered me about Aziz, like when I started rewatching him after I did comedy for a bit more, was that I think most of Aziz is just like, hey, 
who and like and he brings that I, energy i don't i don't like that energy i really don't i, I don't like it either actually i find but, it kind of annoying like, that is, was like the thing about like the one special where i could be like all right i still don't like the you know the hey, i mean that's his style i get it but like it's just not for me um the one moment that like felt actually very genuine besides obviously the beginning and ending was when he talked about um talking with your parents yeah that was the one time i think he like his voice was really deep he was really in a moment and yeah. he wasn't like eh, eh, eh. <laughs> yeah well you know? like he is a guy i think he's mm-hmm. late 30s now mm-hmm. we're like yeah your parents are getting up there in age like, yeah i'm not not really going through that right now yeah but like he's like yeah you probably have 20 more years with your parents and i'm like i probably got about 25 more with mine yeah and of course, I'm going to die before them, but that's the that's, whole thing. Um, I don't remember how that joke ended, but well, I don't. We're not, we don't. I don't want to just tell his jokes on the on the pod. I'm just saying we're saying. I hope if you listen to this, you've already watched the special as well to kind of get mm-hmm. our thoughts and reactions to it. Yeah. Um, well, if you haven't, go check it out. But yeah, I also thought the other thing too is just his crowd work was really good. Yeah, really good. Was him just that? Yeah, there's a couple people in the front row who are great audience members mm-hmm. who are funny. I mean, like they had just enough to just to call, make be able to make call, uh, uh, callbacks to things in the stage. Mm-hmm. And so, you try to get one of the members to say niggardly. <laughs> yeah, which you're not gonna do. <laughs> You're a big fan of and the word. He, he also pointed this out, um, how it's so fun to make white people feel bad. I'm like, I know, right? It's it so fun well, to yeah. make white people uncomfortable. Exactly. I've been, I've been thinking about writing that into a bit recently, but I f- I'm not sure if it's... I feel like it'd be funnier if someone who was a minority said it rather than if someone who was a white guy. Like, you ever oh, seen the... It is 100%. Yeah. You ever seen the, the clip of Samuel L. Jackson trying to bully this reporter into saying the N-word? Oh, my God. I have that. It's, it's so, so fucking good. funny. <laughs> Like, if you want to know how joyous it is to make white people uncomfortable, go watch that clip where Samuel L. Jackson's trying to make a white reporter say the N-word. Yeah. Like, fucking <laughs> classic move is plain and simple. Uh, it's the, calling a white person a racist is the N-word for white people. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, that's just what it is. It really is. You can really get under skin if, if you say that, even if it's true. <laughs> even if it's true. Because the thing is, some people think that just... I feel like this is the, what's wrong with people who are like alt-right or even people who are right a little bit. Just anyone who, who does something racially insensitive. Like I feel like people think that just because they don't go to Klan meetings or yeah, have a burning well, cross, they can't be racist at all. Well, yeah, but that's because we're, in the you modern know. age, we're in much more nuanced racism. Like, yeah. Klan meetings and you know cross burnings are not as prominent, although they're on the rise again, sadly. Uh, and that just understanding people's like microaggressions, right? People people think that's a trigger. That's a trigger word for left-leaning middle ground people be like oh like all every little thing i do but like it's just understanding how other people feel about you it's just again i think a lot of life is just comes down to respect of like yeah hey this made somebody feel uncomfortable and if they tell you about it just try and do better that's all you that's all people ask i'm like that's why i get upset when people get make fun of transgender people's pronouns and i'm like they ask like this this is just who they are it doesn't affect your life in the slightest and like you know, like that's just like who they want. That's just how they want to be. Fuck yeah, Sean! You're woke meters off this, the this, chart. This, this really woke throw- meters off the chart. This- how dare you say we're not being woke anymore? I know. God damn it! <laughs> this is really gonna throw off my persona when I make when I, when I make all my pedophile jokes. People are like, well, he's clearly kidding. Like, like, it's like my Millie Bobby Brown joke last night. Was I thought nailed it? Nice. Yeah, Sean's just like a, a plant from the the right wing of comedy. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. I, I think I can blend into any any grouping. Yeah. yeah. 
even then like i know i know who you are like i know how you you feel about social issues like even still like just like watching you talk about like transgender and their pronouns i'm like that's really refreshing (laughs) yeah exactly just like just like like looking at you you just look at me like that guy (laughs) that guy's an asshole like that's 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 one of my favorite jokes though is like i tell people i'm a feminist but you're like i bet he likes saying cunts a lot and those things are both true about me. Like I love saying cunt and I love women. I do like that joke too. Yeah, I like that too. I didn't go. It didn't land as well as I wanted I to. Feel, last I night. feel like I feel like people like hear that and like they kind of you know recede a little up, bit. But like, I think it's funny just because. Yeah, it's it's fun to say that word not to be sexist, but just it's a satisfying word to say. Oh, cunt rolls off the tongue so <laughs> fucking well. It's yeah. so good. All right, I think we kind of that was that was like twenty minutes on that. Yeah. Oh man, that you, was. Are everybody listening feeling woke, more woke now? Ah, uh, this episode felt good. I yeah, felt, I like this one. This was fun. Mm. It was a little different for us. Not, I wouldn't say it was over the top funny, but I think it was interesting. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious that yeah. the fact that you were like just willing to lie about your whole comedy career to not tell a joke <laughs> yeah, yeah. at a job interview. A hundred percent. Yeah, this, um, is, this is a great episode, right, everyone? Yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, email us in your thoughts on the new special. We'll read them next week. Uh, everybody actually does that. I think it's really fun. I think we're going to try and do this a little bit more often, like just finding maybe some smaller comedians who have specials I definitely want to do there. smaller comedians. Maybe some 30-minute, yeah. 15-minute specials. Yeah, half kinda, hours. Kind of look into them. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're always looking for new segment ideas just to kind of keep the show fresh. Yeah, and again, if you have, if you're from a local comedy scene and you have any funny stories you want to tell us, like the story, or, you know, if you have a story, like the story we just read about the guy who wanted to do a set at his July yeah. 4th barbecue. Yeah. If you have any story that you think would be fun for us to read, please send them in at 2 minimum at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow 2 minimum at Instagram and Twitter at 2 minimum. Yep. You can follow me on Instagram, of course, as Westchester Woke Boy and on Twitter at Clark Deutsch P. You can also type in my full name on either of those and you'll find me. Yeah, and guys, uh, if you... Love this podcast, but hate Peter. You can follow me at the Big Berry Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and on Instagram, the Big Berry Podcast. You can follow just me on Instagram at BigBerry63. Also, if you're like a promoter or a manager, you put on your own shows. Book Peter and I. We're yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, my yeah. schedule is pretty clear for these coming months. I might actually be putting on my own show soon, which I don't want to announce quite yet. Mm. But uh, this was fun, guys. Email us in. Uh, we're I think we're gonna try and do our decathlon at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. So we'll have some fun videos and some more content yes. for you. Uh, other than that, see ya. Stay woke.